0: The Betches Brides podcast, a show for the wedding-obsessed and the brides who are stressed. Because after all, it's only one day of your life.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Nicole. And I'm Jordana. Um, I'm so excited to be
2: back with you. Um, We're doing another email episode, which are always fun. I like them. I think it's nice to I feel like the email episodes really let you know, like, what brides are dealing with. You it know?
1: is nice. It really lets us know what's going out there in the bridal field of drama. And I don't know. It lets us kind of connect and, you know, relate to you guys a little deeper. And we get a ton of emails. You guys keep emailing bridesatbetches.com because we're always checking that yeah and sometimes when we can't answer them on the podcast if we have time we like to answer right there in the email or in the dms on instagram of course so
2: totally yes please keep sending them in brides at betches.com brides at betches.com um and yeah i guess how are i mean i feel like it's a weird time right now for a bride Mm because just when you thought things were back and okay. You know omicron Macron. Yeah. Takes another swing. Um, so it's tough. I mean, it's so it's it's so stressful to have because most decisions you just make and it's about your level of comfort, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you have a wedding, it's about like two hundred other people's level of comfort. Um, and I've noticed it's funny, like hindsight looking back, I guess, it's like easier to sort of like think about how what your feelings were like afterwards. It's mm-hmm. like I feel like when you're having a wedding, everything feels more emotional and like the emotional side of your of your brain is a lot stronger than the logical
1: a lot of the time. Everything's heightened. Yes. Everything is the most dramatic. Everything, everything feels is very th- personal. Right. Right. Yes. It's easy to take things personally because also, as we've talked about before, like your wedding is essentially on display for the world on social media for, you know, random people and then also just all your guests it's a high pressure situation
2: totally and everyone has their own things to consider do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like everyone Mm -hmm. has to think about like okay do i you know do i have kids that i that are like younger that could be affected do I you know who am I seeing everyone has their own set of circumstances and I mean I was I thought back to like when my brother said he wasn't coming to my wedding and like my initial gut reaction is like is that like bridal like emotional like like fuck you kind of like right like like you don't care like immediate Mm -hmm. reaction and then I think you give it like a little bit and then you're like okay like this, right. makes, this isn't personal this is very much right like everything well, feels I think, so personal when you're having a wedding Do you right know what I mean?
1: and i think a lot of brides get i don't know if it's called like a guest complex kind of like you get or you got where you really really want your guests to have the best time ever and to enjoy your wedding and mm. there is no convenient time to have a wedding like literally i know there's were some weddings we're we're recording this uh, episode right now before Christmas, but it's going to come out right after. But I know there's some weddings, you know, in December, and I've heard from brides being like, Is that annoying to my guests? And it's like, No, you're always going to worry if things are annoying for your guests and if they're having fun. And if they say, No, they can't come to your wedding, like that hits hard and deeper because then you're like, as the bride who has that guest complex already, you're like, how can they even have fun at my wedding if they can't go to it? And then, yeah, you just take everything personally. Right. And I
2: think that that's okay. I mean, like, it's a very also like it's a societally very built up day in your life. So it feels like, okay. And also there's this sense of like, especially with COVID, like, this is so unfair. Like Mm -hmm. no one else had to deal with, you know, with their wedding being like a secondary thing over this other like it feels it feels so personal um right? and as do most things and i think that's probably where that bridezilla term comes from because it's like so heightened and everything feels so personal that you get like so much more easily upset even as even if i think you're like me or you and you think of yourself as like a logical person sometimes you're <laughs> just kind of like
1: it still feel it still feels you're, shitty. Yeah. Your emotional side takes over even if you're the the logical one in the relationship. I know Mike is the logical one. I think with my emotions. Even he thought with his emotions sometimes during wedding planning right. cuz it just gets to you. Like I mean it's just tough and all of the 2022 brides which is the majority of our audience, we did a whole Instagram poll the other day. A lot of you, some of you are 2023 brides, some of you are already married and still hanging in here. Love you for that. <laughs> like us. And then yes, exactly. And then some are actually pre-not even engaged yet. They just like to listen. So love you guys even more. Um, but most of our listeners are 2022 brides. So not only are you dealing with COVID coming back anxiety, but you're also dealing with the competitiveness of 2022. I every bride I've heard from is like we cannot book a vendor in 2020. If you're a 2022 bride and you haven't booked your vendors yet, like not to freak you out, but get on you it. Gotta, you got to you got to get on it. Yeah. I mean, it's the wedding boom year, so it's like somehow people somehow covid's happening and people are worried about their weddings not happening, but it's also the biggest year for weddings since like 18 whatever. So, I don't know, it's just a lot of pressure. Right. Well, it's nice, at
2: least in 2022, you're going in and you're knowing like what the deal is, right? You're no- you're negotiating all your contracts to have a COVID clause, right? You're going in right. not blind. You know what you're, I'm sure you have like a backup plan or like you're thinking of what can I do outdoors or, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's at least a sense, I think, of we've been in this almost two years of like, okay, I right. know what factors I'm working with and I know what to consider, Which at least, I mean, to look at the glass half full, I think you have for planning a 2022 wedding. You know what I mean? Like there's there's very quick testing that you can do or like things that you, you know, you you decide what what you feel comfortable asking of your guests.
1: Right. And the industry's adapting too. I feel like venues and vendors are knowing like we have to put in place COVID precautions because this is never going away. This is the new normal, (laughs) that damn saying again. (laughs) But like- they you know they're all everybody's adapting together and everybody still like wants weddings to obviously happen um but yeah i don't know the whole industry and couples i mean some of the 2022 brides that we've been talking to are having small elopement weddings or micro weddings just because they want to so that's great i don't know it's a it it's a whole mix of weddings happening
2: Totally. We should do. I mean, like speaking of emotional ties to things, we do have emails (laughs) about that. But also before we get started, we have a game that is out, correct?
1: right now oh oh we do you guys love unpopular opinions the the segment that we play here on the podcast we do it on instagram stories in the form of polls well now a card game yes i repeat a card game order it now so that it comes in just in time for your bachelorette parties or your valentine's day date night it's so like it is literally such a fun game it's a bunch of Ones you guys have submitted on the cards, and you flip through the cards with your friends, whoever you're playing with, and you just say whether you agree and disagree with each and why. And it's really great for when you're planning a wedding because it actually forces you to like think of things you never would have thought of and not let anything like fall through the cracks, if you know what I mean.
2: Totally. And I think if you're doing any like virtual, it's like great for a virtual game night. Or yes. if you're getting ready, again, like bridesmaids can play while they have some downtime. So many opportunities to play this game.
1: Games just make everything a little more fun, a little more light, a little more exciting. We know you love games. We know. That Huge. was like in your vows or something. It was,
2: <laughs> it was in every speech because like Mike and I are obsessed with games and we play constantly. So now that was like the running theme.
1: And look, you have a happy marriage. So,
2: um... yeah, you know, we've been married um a (laughs) little over a month. And so if anyone, you know what I mean? We know we have all the experience necessary to dispense uh, marriage advice because we've been married for a month and we are still together.
1: Speaking (laughs) of your being married for a month, quickly before we jump in, are you facing any of the um, post-wedding depression? Um, no, Blues. I'm facing, Depression is I'm, very I'm facing dramatic.
2: post-wedding relief, I think, especially, if I'm being totally honest, especially as the COVID stuff is, like, creeping up, like, I remember, it's bringing me back to a time of just where every headline felt like a personal attack, so <laughs> I feel, like, relieved that everyone, that I had a, I had a wedding in Mexico, um, yeah, a month ago, and, um, that it wasn't, everyone wasn't, like, terrified to come, and that everyone tested, negative and no one got COVID. like I feel
1: and now that I don't have
2: to deal with that anymore I do feel a general large sense of relief if I'm being totally honest I am also excited for my honeymoon so
1: yeah that's that's the key you plan it out you don't do it right away plan that thing in advance so you have that to look forward to exactly should we get into our emails for the week Let's do it. These are all fun, like family related ones that have to do with kind of family drama and issues of including your family because, you know, we figured holidays bring up a lot of family drama as is. So we're here to help as you do weddings.
2: That. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. The two
2: big Very family true. events. Do you want to read the first one? Yep. Okay. Hey, Batches, my dilemma is twofold. I would love to hear your thoughts. My fiance and I each have a combined 10 nieces and nephews. Wow. By the time our wedding comes around in 2023, there will be eight kiddos under the age of seven, and two will be preteens slash teenagers. We've been going back and forth deciding on flower girls slash ring bearers. We are in agreement that we can't pick and choose which ones we want in the wedding. I would love to have all of them, but my fiance thinks we'll be too chaotic and that a flower man is the way to go. LOL. My nieces (laughs) and nephews are so important to me, and I'm close to all of them. I do see what my fiance is saying. That was with, with so many the odds of that one of them is going to have a meltdown during the ceremony is high in general But you're not inviting children to the wedding with our siblings kids Being the only exception my sister and sister-in-law have expressed that they are excited to have kids in the wedding But also want to have fun So they are getting family members slash babysitters to take the kids after the ceremony slash pictures My fiance's family is from out of state. So it would be more difficult for them to do that I feel that might be too much of an ask Secondly, if we do have all the, the littles in the wedding, then I feel like we would also need to have the other, have the two older kids in the wedding as well so they do not feel left out. I also have a cousin I am close with who is the same age as my fiance's niece and her older sisters are both in the wedding party. Our wedding party is already large. I will have 10 and he will have at least eight. So I'm not sure if making them junior bride, be junior bridesmaids slash groomsmen would be too much. I would love to hear your opinion. So glad I found the, your podcast at the beginning of wedding planning. You guys have truly been a lifesaver.
1: Okay, so just to recap this email, the kids are coming to the wedding. That's not a question up for debate because that's the question we get all the time. Should yes. I invite the kids to the wedding? Or how not, do, I do I say do? no? Yes. Right, right. Um, so the kids are, her nieces and nephews, a lot of them are coming to the wedding, but that's the only children. They're, which is fine. That's, that's a good fix. Like family only. You tell your other guests, sorry, no other kids. Right. And... They're debating if they who they should make the flower girl and ring bearer, if any, and the two older children of the nieces and nephews group. They're debating if they should make them junior bridesmaids slash groomsmen to include them because mm-hmm. they might be too old to be bridesmaids ring bears. So here's my thinking: one, I don't think you have to have a um or flower girl and ring bearer. I don't think you have to have. Flower girls and ring bearers, correct me if wrong, but they really don't do anything in the wedding. All they do is, like, walk down the aisle and wear cute outfits and take cute photos with you. Totally. You you don't let the ring bearers hold the ring anyways, because that's too risky. Flower girls, a lot of venues don't, like, let them throw petals. Some do, but I don't know. Mine always, I just, or mine always, my one, you know, I just gave her a bouquet of flowers to hold. Um... So I don't think if that's like going to be such an issue, I don't think you guys have to have any. I would what I would do for this scenario for like including all of the kids, if their parents really want them included and, you know, you feel you should you're close with all of them, as you say, I would just have them all walk in the processional line and maybe like lead it before everybody else walks down. You know how the processional typically you have like the parents of the groom the mother of the bride, because the father's often walking the bride down last, you know, I, I would have the kids all go first as a cute little thing and then literally go find their seats with their parents and sit down because you don't want them standing up there and melting down during the ceremony, especially like eight little distracting kids. Right. I think that's great advice. I think I would for this kind of
2: thing, I would say whoever cares more should get their way. So, like, mm-hmm. if your siblings don't really care that much if their kids are... in, you, I think what you could say to them is, like, there's a lot... Obviously, you know there's a lot of nieces and nephews. Like, I don't want anyone to feel left out, but obviously, like, it's a ton of people. Like, do you, do you feel like... And I would ask them individually, like, do you feel like your kids would be really excited by the idea of walking down the aisle or they wouldn't know or they wouldn't care? Because um, I kind of feel like if they a lot of also preteens like don't really want they they don't like particularly care about being part of a wedding right um, right and they might prefer to just like not have to do anything so I would almost I, like put it in the hands of the parents and be like do you think your kids would be crushed. really excited or crushed mm-hmm. and I think it's like if they felt strongly then put them in and if they didn't then like don't don't do them at all because it's kind of like I think everyone is, we assume right. that everyone cares the same amount or cares the same amount as we do. And I think it's kind of like low, like you said, it's like they don't really do anything. It's pretty low lift if they really wanted to walk down to just have them walk down. And they were like, they were like, this was the yeah. event. like, I know for one of my nieces, this was like the event of the year for her. She was like, <laughs> she had been talking about like being a flower girl for like, six months like talking to her little soccer coach about how she needs to like she's not coming to soccer because she's gonna be in her aunt's (laughs) wedding like she was so excited so like of course do you know what i mean like of course she can walk down the aisle but like then you have other ones who like literally do not care so yeah
1: no if they're excited i think find that uh, walking down the aisle even though it's so quick sometimes that can be a big moment like i we you know we had like You know, my stepmom, for example, she walked in the processional down the aisle and I didn't have her like do a bunch of other stuff throughout the wedding day. But like that was a good way for me to include her. You know, it's just like you can have the kids walk down the aisle if they want. You could even have the older children walk the younger kids down. Right. Walk them down. And if you don't want to make them a junior bridesmaid or groomsman, if you do, that's cute and fun, too. But it might be. Too late in the game to get them, like, matching outfits, whatever. If you don't want to do all of that, you could even just have them, invite them to get ready with you guys. Like, that could be a fun little thing. But I also don't think it's weird if you don't have nieces and nephews as junior bridesmaids and groomsmen. Because I would almost just say to the parents, like, look, we can't have a billion uh, people in our bridal party. That's why we're keeping it to just siblings. Like, my fiancé's sisters, not like Mike and I had a ton of little nieces and nephews running around, but we didn't put them all in the wedding just because there are nieces and nephews, you totally. know. Totally.
2: And I think a good compromise is like, oh, we would love them to be in like family pictures, mm-hmm. so come at this time and like do that. But again, I think if it's, I would take it on a like, how important is it to them basis, right? So
1: S- just ask. See, and I'm I'm the type of person where like, if Mike's like little. Uh, nephew what was like let me walk out with you guys and the with the bridal pa- party totally. the reception i would have literally been like sure yes like 100 how is that gonna affect me negatively right. if they want to walk it's also know?
2: like less than 30 seconds and no one cares so right. even if they weren't in an official outfit but they wanted to walk down i think it's such a low thing to be you know what I mean? And all that stuff changes so quickly, too, that you really can't care about it. Like, I had a ring, like I told you, one nephew was supposed to be a ring bearer, and he decided to just take a nap like immediately before yeah. the water. So it's like, it's the smallest yeah. detail of the day, I think.
1: Exactly. And it's like, yeah, just let them, let them be in it if they want.
0: Agreed. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff?
1: All right, I love this next one because overbearing Italian mom. I know that (laughs) one. I know that well because my whole family is Italian, my dad's side, and Mike's mother is an Italian mom. So this next one says, "Hey Nicole and Jordana, first off, absolutely love the podcast. Been listening for months now, and I'm so pumped to put all your tips and tricks to use now that I'm engaged. As of last week, we congrats. Need your advice on something as it's." as it's a touchy subject to vent about to friends or family. My mom has been pedal to the metal the past week and has been super overwhelming to talk to when it comes to planning. I got engaged on a Friday, and she has the guest list ready Sunday morning. Oh, my God. I absolutely love her spirit and excitement, but it's been a lot, and she's also been saying the weirdest things. For example, she mentioned she can't wait to see Mr. and Mrs. invite you to the wedding of their daughter, Followed by basically saying she, oh, on the invitation, she's saying. Followed by basically saying she really wants people to know they are paying for the wedding. But that's really not the case. The split is 40% my parents, 30% us, and 30% his parents. I don't know. It just feels weird to bring that up so early in the planning process. And that of all things, this is what's super important to her. She also made it crystal clear three times now that she is to pick her dress before my fiance's mom picks hers. What should I do here? I'm absolutely stumped. Not trying to sound like a brat at all here. I'm super grateful for all the financial help, but it just gives me a weird vibe. Sincerely, Daughter of an Overbearing Italian Mother. Huh. She's she's very particular on a lot of things this early. Like right. I mean, she's already talking about the invitations, like what to put on those.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the things that people Immediately cling on to sort of show their insecurities. Mm-hmm. So clearly, she has an insecurity around like being the the favorite mother in law, or or not, or maybe right. she's insecure about you liking your mother in law more than her, or or her being honored. Well, this, or her, it seems like a very public thing too.
1: Yeah, this looks like she's insecure of what the guests will think because right. she cares about what's the wording on the invitations, what's the. She wants people to know that they are paying for the wedding, like right. That's what I think the other guests will think.
2: Yeah, I mean that's a good thing to know about her at the onset of the wedding process. But I mean, I would try if, if if you're concerned that this is gonna like escalate or she's only gonna be these things like if they're really important to her and she is pay they are paying forty percent of the wedding. Like, I would say, fine. Um, but I would try to early on just get into a conversation with her about like why these things are so important to her. And I would say it in a non-aggressive way, not like why do you care, but like, hey, mom, like you seem to have mentioned like wanting to be first on the invitation like a few times, like pretty early on. Is there is there a reason that you are like super concerned about that or is it, what, what, what is your fear with with your with mm-hmm. uh, ex's mom? picking out her dress before yours. Like, what is the, what's the concern? I just want to know so we can right, make sure everyone feels, like, comfortable and also special.
1: Mm-hmm. I would, sometimes I feel like, too, I don't know if you listening have any siblings, but I sometimes feel like getting the siblings to, like, persuade, like, getting a second opinion from, like, maybe you have a more logical sibling that if they say something, like, the parents might, like, be persuaded by them a little more like get them involved and get them to like ask and talk to the mom and be like mom that it doesn't matter who what it says on the invitations like nobody will think anything of it right that's a good
2: point like if they're if they're swayed by a sibling right like my
1: sister since she's the oldest like all throughout time like even with my mom she used to like my mom used to like listen to my sister like I would be like all up in arms about something and then if My sister, like, talked me out of it or was, like, on my side. I don't know. My mom would just always side with her. (laughs) So, like, I don't know. I'm just thinking in terms of that. But um, I also, I know you've said this in the past. I would also maybe try to divert the mom's attention to other things, like, give her tasks that she can throw all of her enthusiasm into so that you...
2: Maybe give her the task of the invitations. Be like, yeah. that's a great way to <laughs> be like, oh, that's be like, that's a great point. I mean, you can, yeah, you can also use the things that people care about to your advantage. So if she's like, I really care about the, obviously the dress she can find on her own. And you could say like, let's go right. shopping for your dress together. I would love to do that. And then you could say, I would love for you to like research, the best invitations and
1: research vent.
2: Yeah. Again, if she, if they're paying for 40% of the wedding and they want to be on the invitation, I don't think that's like absurd. If right. that means, if it means a lot to them and you don't care. Um, I do think it's a little weird that she's bringing it up that early. But again, this is just speaking. I would just feel almost like feel like sympathy for her. Cause like she almost, it's just very clear that she feels insecure about right. the guests thinking that if they're paying were- a certain amount.
1: An Italian mom, I'd give them like a food task because they love food. I would literally (laughs) give her the dessert table and I'd be like, you're in charge of like decide you can, you know, get grandma and bake some some of your famous cookies. You guys are in charge of the dessert table. Go wreak havoc on it and like let them go crazy and or like cocktail hour food or something like something having to do with food. I would and, be like, Here yeah,
2: know. and you can also give her tasks that I feel like she'll be really excited about that sort of because she clearly wants to feel like special in this, right? So to me, like right. all of her requests are about her kind of feeling like a special important part of the day. So you can say you can start talking to her about things that you know that she'll be into in that way. Like, oh, like, are you and dad going to make a speech like together mm-hmm. or like other ways that you can sort of integrate her into the wedding so it's very clear from the onset that she is like also going to be a special part of the day do you know what i mean like i think that's if she's bringing all this stuff early to me that's her being concerned that she's just going to be like melting into the background of the day so i would just like spend time talking to her about those things to get her like envisioning herself you know Mm -hmm. giving the speech or maybe if they're both your parents are walking you down the aisle something like that and just like get her excited about those things and like lean into the things that she's excited about um think it'll be a more pleasant process but i think if you do if you if you feel differently about those things if you don't want her name on the invitation or if you feel like she's going to be annoying by getting her dress first i would just talk to her and say like why do these things mean so much to you let's like talk about it
1: I think you're right, though. It is because she kind of just, like, wants to make sure she's a prominent part of her daughter's wedding. She's the mother of the ride. So, and I would look at it as, with a positive perspective. Like, it could be a lot worse. Like, you're, she could be way too busy with work and not want to help at all and not want to be involved. So, like, the fa- I'd rather have somebody who wants to be, like, overly enthusiastic and involved rather than somebody right. who doesn't want to be involved at all, especially if it's the mother of the bride. Um so I yeah, agree to an extent
2: at- unless it's like clear that everything they're doing is about right. them. In which case it yeah. can get like if, if the only things she's talking about are things that are going to amplify herself at the wedding, I can see how you would feel like that might be a little bit right. not thinking of you. Too like it's not about making your wedding day great, it's about making your wedding day great for her. So I can yeah, see. No. It. And I think if you're true if the, if everything she's doing is feeling that way, I think you can say like I feel a little hurt that like the thing, the only things you really are concerned about for the wedding are about you and not you. about like me, the bride, making it about me. And if she's your mom, it might be easier to discuss that right. with her. Then it's like it's not like his mom's doing that.
1: Exactly. Which is rare that we see an email like this because it's usually a mother-in-law contention point.
2: Right. Well, most people kind of like know how to handle their own mom just from experience. Right. Whether like, I right. know you, I know what your triggers are, and I know like Whereas with someone else's mom, you're kind of like a guest in the home or like, I don't know know how you're going to like react to this or like that you're suddenly seeing the things that they're caring about or the things they're obsessed with and it might cause attention.
1: That's why I think we do see a lot of mother-in-law issues during wedding planning because it's like you've had a fine, easy relationship with the mother-in-law up until this point. But now when it's like a big high stakes event, it's... Th- the annoying things start to surface more. Totally.
2: It's so. like high stakes. You're like highlighting who's important. It's a bi- it's a big financial um commitment from both people. I feel like there's also like a competitive aspect. Obviously, we've never been like parents of the bride, you and I. So, right. but I would imagine even for the most logical of people, there is like an underlying sense of like slight competitiveness with the other family because it's like the merging mm-hmm. of two families. So I can oh, see, yeah. and there's, you know what I mean? There's two mother of the brides, there's two father of the brides, mm-hmm. there's two fa- it's different a families. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of like I've seen in a lot of situations where it's like one family might have. More money than the other, mm-hmm. and it's like a display of more wealth. Because you know how adults like like to fight over that. I don't know, but I it's it's no totally just a weird. The merging aspect, I feel like it can either go really well, and like the families are best friends and they merge happily, and it's all great and whatnot, or there's awkwardness with the merger yeah
2: i mean that's a great point like if you're let's say you're marrying into a family with a lot more money or a lot less money than your family there's a sense of like oh it's highlighting the differences Mm -hmm. between the families in like kind of an uncomfortable way so that makes sense that there would be like a little bit of weirdness so i think cut her some slack but also figure out like what's going on in her head
1: right right Let's do one more. Do it.
2: All right. Hi, Betches Brides team. Let me start off by saying I love your podcast so much. It's been so helpful in planning my wedding. It reminded me that a lot of people go through stressful things when planning. Not sure if this is a new one, but would really appreciate your advice on something. My fiance's sister and I don't have the closest relationship as she's been really rude to both of us for no reason in the past. I've seriously tried to be so nice to her, but nothing was ever enough. So one day I decided it wasn't worth my mental health. Anyway, we got engaged back in June and decided to ask her to be part of our ceremony in summer of 2022, specifically mentioning being either a reader or a gift bearer, whichever she was more comfortable with. Very specific about that. Never mentioned her as a bridesmaid. Her and her parents even asked me who my bridesmaids were, and I told them they were six of my very close friends and they seemed happy enough for me. Fast forward now to now, save the dates have been sent, and we've added our wedding party to our wedding website, bridesmaids, groomsmen, flower girl, and ring bearer to our website, and my dad's fiance. My fiance's dad, aunt, and mom text us asking why his sister isn't a bridesmaid listed on the website. This is very weird to me as we were extremely specific with what her role was and she was happy with it. It seems his parents and sister told his whole family that she would be a bridesmaid even knowing otherwise. I have no idea how to handle this and it makes me feel so awful. It feels as though his family is now turning against us on our special day because of this. Any advice is appreciated. Another element of this. His sister told him she was confused as to why she wasn't mentioned on the website on the page that specifically says wedding party. And while we emphasized her role was just as meaningful to us as the other roles, like readers, readers and gift bearers don't mean a wedding party to me. Any advice you have would be greatly appreciated. Thanks so much. Worried and confused bride.
1: Okay, this one's a lot to unpack. I have some strong thoughts about this, which I feel like have changed over time. Like if you listen back to old episodes, I would have probably said like this you whatever like you don't have to make her a bridesmaid you don't have to do anything you don't want to do Mm -hmm. which is still true like that's the ultimate motto with any of these like don't do anything you don't want to do it's your wedding however well number one i think an easy fix to this is just add the people to the wedding website add greeters names add readers names it's your wedding website like you can just put them at the bottom of that page i think that would be a quick easy fix to satisfy that want of, like, wanting them to be on the website, of her wanting to be on the website. But I don't know what your thoughts are. I'm, like, a big proponent these days of putting siblings in the wedding party, and I know that's controversial, Mm -hmm. but, like, I could not have imagined after, I guess after my wedding, like, could not have imagined not putting Mike's sister in my wedding party and then after my brother's wedding it was so great to be a part of that wedding as a bridesmaid like it brought us closer it I I just loved being a part of my brother's wedding and you know brought me and my sister-in-law closer and we'll forever have those memories do we talk every single day or anything are we like best friends all the time like no but we're close still and it was a great thing to do Now, this one obviously is different because she's been rude to them before and doesn't look like they have the best relationship. And I agree, like, that's annoying that she did try to set expectations with them prior and it seemed like the sister was okay with it, but now they're not okay with it. I just, I honestly, like, personally, I would just, if it's not going to affect you that much, like, why not just ask her to be a bridesmaid?
2: Yeah I mean here's the thing I think I would apologize for not being super super clear because I think she was probably like I want you to be like to read this thing or to be a I don't know what a gift bearer is but I want you to do (laughs) these things but she probably thought that was like in addition to being a bridesmaid she was right I, I might think that too if someone was like I want you to do a speech at my wedding I wouldn't be like okay that's my role I'd be like that's a separate right. thing. I wouldn't. Be, it wouldn't be obvious to me that that meant that I wasn't in the bridal party. So I can totally understand where that would come. So I would. And again, she's obviously saying all this stuff because she feels hurt that she's not in the bridal right. party. And if you already have like a slightly tense relationship, to not acknowledge that is just going to make things worse. So what I would mm-hmm. start with is, I agree with you. I think she should put her in because it clearly means a lot to her, and it really doesn't make. It's not that big of a deal to have her in and it clearly like it would make her feel good and if she's rude Mm -hmm. to you like the way to get her not to be rude to you is not to like ice her out it's to almost like kill her with kindness and make her feel included so I would text her and I'd be like hey you know I'm really sorry I think when I was communicating I made assumptions and that was wrong with me and like I actually would. Lo- I've been thinking about. It. I would love to have you as a bridesmaid. Um, I'm really sorry about the miscommunication, and I'm really like, I'm really excited to join your family, and I want to start things off obviously on the right foot. And I like, would love to get even closer to you, and I would love to have you in my bridal party. And honestly, mm-hmm. like, to me, even if you don't feel close to her, just the gesture of reaching out and trying is going to make right. your whole future. You have to think beyond the wedding. Think about yeah. your whole future as a member of their family.
1: Well, and quick. Quick point to that, too, is, like, if you guys don't have a great relationship, it's not like she's going to want to, like, do all the bridesmaid things. Like, she's not going to want to be like, yeah, let me plan and be such a big part of The Bachelorette or even go on The Bachelorette. Let me, like, like, it's literally if you don't have a great relationship, you including her in the wedding is literally just her wearing a dress and standing up there with you. And, you know, that's like her doing the day of wedding duties, which I feel like works for both of you
2: totally all you can control is the effort that you make and I think you'll feel better at the end of the day looking back if you're like I made every effort that I could to make my Mm fiance sister feel included and to to show her that I want to have a good relationship with her and to me like honestly like the mental energy spent of like having anxiety about her hating you because you didn't put her in the wedding or like is not worth it like it'll be better for both of you it'll be better for her because she'll feel like loved and included and like she like you want her there and it'll be better for you because you'll be like I have nothing to feel guilty about or worry about or like I'm personally myself I can sleep easy knowing that I've extended right. every olive branch and tried to be as inclusive as possible and owned my part potentially in any miscommunication even if you really do think that you communicated it perfectly clearly clearly she didn't so right to or me it's didn't. like it's super. not quite worth it to hold your ground on this and think again think about like the coming years Beyond. of your of your family life and your relationship with them and who knows maybe being a bridesmaid with her might actually get her let her get to know you better mm-hmm. and might totally improve your relationship and again that's someone who's going to be in your life like for as long as right. you guys are married so
1: especially if the parents are involved cuz they're asking like oh is she a bridesmaid like that just adds a whole not- I would for the years beyond for all the holidays spent because you are marrying the right the brother or sister whoever you're marrying but yeah you're gonna want yeah yeah you're gonna wanna you're gonna want to kick it off on the good on the right foot
2: and it's kind of like that age-old saying it's like would you rather be right or would you rather be happy so like even if you kind of think think like i did nothing wrong i'm right in the situation you'll still i think feel better just like giving a little bit. And I think it'll make you happier and her happier in the long run. There's really no downside.
1: That's like with our gift giving theory. It's like when you're debating, do I give 100 or 150? And you're debating it so hard, it's like, just give the 150 because the mental anguish that you'll face debating if you should have given $50 more or not is not worth it compared to just the 50 dollars itself. Because
2: you're buying yeah. peace of mind. I don't think you, there's like, a, you can't yes. really put a price on that and it is worth a lot more than whatever the incremental amount you spent is by the way, Nicole, the parachute bathrobe that you got me, I wear every day and I'm obsessed with. So thank yes. you guys. Add that to your registry. Cause it was one it of looks the top so things. Comfy. It is oh so comfy. God. It's such high quality parachute. I think it's called like the waffle robe. It's so good. Thank you very uh, much. Wear it every course.
1: day i saw it i was like what does she need after this and i was like you had like plates and stuff and i was like no and then i was like the comfy robe duh and this is so. great i think of you every time i wear it <laughs> that's no. that's what i thought too i was just like go like that i think so like you're people all
2: over my body <laughs>
1: <laughs> i always get gifts that i'm like they better think of me and a robe is a perfect one because every time you grab it off that hook in the bathroom you're gonna think nicole and that's true
2: you yeah. do think you do think of the the registry i mean i'm a, obviously a lot of people like cash but you do think when you get a registry item and you act it's one you really want and you get it and you use it a lot you do think of the person who got it for you often so yeah that's mm-hmm. a a plug for registry items but thank you again um anyway you, i hope we helped you guys with your interpersonal family dramas obviously the ho- the holidays are fun great times to be with family but also they can be tense so you know Hopefully, you guys, we we helped alleviate some tensions with you guys. But
1: send us your holiday family horror stories, too. We'll share some of those on Instagram. Let's do some unpopular opinions. Let's do them. Okay, so our first one is send-offs are awkward and not worth it.
2: You know, I don't think I've seen a send-off. Maybe it's not like a New York wedding thing. Where yeah. are you sending them off to?
1: Well, that's the thing. So Jess Clark, who I interviewed last week, who married the beautiful Ben Higgins from The Bachelor. Such a great bachelor. They, right? Yeah. They did a send off. And that's what I asked her. I was like, wait, so question because I've we don't talk about send-offs a lot. Where do they even go? Like, do you go is that the end of the night? Like, do you never see your guests again? And for hers in particular, which I think is the case with a lot of others, she was like, no, it's more for like the actual aspect of the send off and photos and stuff. But you they like took a pontoon boat around this like lake journey. And she was like, it was a nice moment together. It was fun, whatever. And then they went back to meet their guests at the after party.
2: So so they're not actually (laughs) going anywhere.
1: No. Okay. So that's the thing. I think a lot of send-offs are like a champagne tower. They're like for the photos and stuff, unless you are not doing an after-party. But yeah, I think a lot of send-offs are just for, like, if you're not doing an after-party, you are actually going off and that's the end and it's a grand send-off. But I don't know. I could see how they would be awkward. I could see what this person's saying.
2: Right. Yeah, I think I would agree. Then, if you're not going anywhere,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I don't. I I have. I really can't say though, because I haven't seen one. So maybe it. Maybe it's actually really nice and fun. So right. But
1: I I have seen people like everybody leaves the reception to go to the after party, and the couple stays behind to do a final dance together, which is really cute looking on TikTok. So I have. <clears throat> sorry, I have seen that um, So I feel like that you could do instead I feel like send offs no offense to anybody Doing them I, I see how they could be awkward But again can't judge but I don't know I'll agree With this opinion sure Okay 58% Of our audience agreed that They are awkward and not worth it Interesting I, I want to go to
2: one now Just to like yeah. see one for myself Sparkling. I've never been to one I've never Even heard of anyone I mean I've heard of I feel like I've always seen that in the movies Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? but I've never well, seen one in person.
1: I've been a part of a sparkler send off, but it's not actually a send off because the couple just runs through the sparklers and then like you all go to it's just a photo the after thing, yeah, so I don't huh. know I don't know. and it was kind of annoying. like we all were accidentally like hitting each other with sparklers the sparklers
2: was, like, very yeah. much an Instagram thing, not <laughs> I don't think in real life that pleasant. um, okay. Letting your groomsmen wear their own black suit is okay.
1: No offense. Hard disagree. Unless it's like a very low-key backyard wedding kind of thing. But like, I don't know. That's like the point of having, uh, I think with bridesmaids, you can totally be like, get your own black dress. Groomsmen, I would, suits that are mismatched, I feel like don't look intentional enough to let them do mixed, match but i have a question if
2: they're black don't they all look the same anyway
1: like you would think but i don't know i feel like probably a Liza question yeah (laughs) we'll be on next week (laughs) phone Liza. yeah um i you would think they would all look the same but i feel like if they're different like brands and materials it would look slightly off And again, like, not intentional. Like, when again, when you do bridesmaid's dresses and you let each one, it looks more intentional. Groomsman, it might just look like, why is that black slightly more shiny and different material than the other? I don't know. I just don't love the idea of doing that. I think if you do want to give them their own, I don't know, I just, I think you can go to, like, ASOS and have them buy a cheaper one or Gen tux have them rent and get the deals oh, yeah. with it that using Gen our tux. code. But like I don't I don't I don't know. Anybody? I don't know anything
2: about groomsmen stuff. I know Mike had everyone wear a navy suit and like they they wore their own suits with the exception of four guys who wore oh, really? Gentox suits. I think it turned out. I'm really bad with fashion, so if it (laughs) if it didn't look uniform, I didn't notice. But it's
1: possible it didn't. (laughs) I'm dead. No, this is that my all my points go out the window because yours looked completely fine. I I, I don't remember. I mean, like I like also the groomsman's outfit
2: are like the last thing I'm like looking at. So maybe it didn't look that cohesive. I really don't remember, but from my own sense, I was just kind of like, oh yeah, if they have a navy suit, of course they can wear their own navy suit. But if they don't, use Generation Talks. Oh, very interesting. Everybody go to
1: Jordana's photos and see if it looked good or not.
2: (laughs) I guess it depends on how intense you are about like the actual look. But I could. I mean, so I guess I disagree just from my own (laughs) thing. But I'm not again. I'm not the fashion person. um, So maybe
1: maybe you're right. Yours. Your groomsmen looked amazing. Thank you. (laughs) Honestly, everybody. You heard it here first. Your groomsmen can wear their own black suit. And it's okay. I guess I agree by default. I never even thought about that. Yeah. And our audience does too. 58% of them agree. Okay. Should we do one more? Let's
2: do it. Okay. I hate ballroom weddings.
1: (laughs) It's just so firm. I hate. Um, I see why people say this because there's a thing around ballroom weddings, which is like, you know, it's it's obviously not as aesthetically beautiful, originally aesthetically beautiful. Like you have to do a lot to dress it up to make a ballroom look really pretty with the lighting, the draping, the this, the that, other than like versus getting married in like a beautiful enchanted forest venue outside or something. But as a guest, I love a ballroom wedding. You're there's AC or heating, if it's cold or hot. There's a roof there. It's usually bigger. It's usually like open and like the layout is really good. Like the dance floor is centralized and then tables are around versus like I've been to weddings in all different venues where like in one wedding, I don't want to say too much who because I don't want the person listening who had it. like (laughs) No, but Mike and I were at a table that was like around a corner like you couldn't see the wedding happening from our table. i remember it was just like a really weird layout so i don't know i i care more about like the flow of things than the actual
2: yeah i don't mind a ballroom wedding i think they can i agree like you can control a lot more things in them and having Mm -hmm. gone through my own um weather situation i think there's a lot of peace of mind that comes with them and you can like i'm also very temperature sensitive so i think there's a lot i think it's kind of like there's just like anything else there's Positives and negatives. The negatives it can feel a little like standard. But I think right. that if you can decorate a ballroom also however you want, it's often like a blank slate. And like if you have a if you have, if you're creative, ballroom wedding it can be really, really beautiful. And yeah, I have no issue with them. So I guess I yeah. disagree.
1: I think the important thing with a ballroom wedding, because literally mine was in a ballroom. And again, you guys know I wasn't. I've said it multiple times. I was like, our venue inherently was a little ugly. Not the outside part. The outside was beautiful. The ballroom was ugly. But it was the location. We, com- we didn't care about aesthetics of the reception. We cared about location and convenience for us and our guests. So my thing is, I kept saying to all my vendors just... Make it look not corporate like anything. Mm-hmm. That's why we did the blonde cross back chairs because they were very like warming it up like the, I just literally every because I did not want it to look like a corporate ballroom. Yeah, you can
2: make it your conference. Own. Totally. Yeah.
1: Um, so. Yeah, I think a
2: ballroom wedding is like is lovely. You know exactly what to expect. I like uh, something where I'm kind of like at ease and a nice temperature. So I'm mm-hmm. fine with it to you mm-hmm. guests.
1: But 57% of our audience said they hate ballroom weddings. You they might feel critical. differently
2: once they're once they're booking <laughs> venues or if they have exactly. a rainy if they have a rainy ceremony or reception. Well, you
1: take what you can get with venues again with the 2022. You t- if you need to get married in a closet, you take that yeah. as a venue because I've seen
2: some beautiful ballrooms decorated like especially yeah. country club weddings like those are in a ballroom and like Ugh. usually like They look really nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Well, Well, that's it for us. Until next year. Yes. We will see you next year. Thank you for being with us through all of 2021. um, The year that we both got married. It's been such a journey. And we're so happy to have been there with you guys along the way. And like relating to you and just going through it with you. And I'm excited for 2022. I think it's going to be a huge year for weddings. And we will come back and see you in the new year. Bye. Oh, I'm
1: going to cry. Bye.
2: Oh, till death do us part. Forgot.
0: Sorry. The Betches Brides podcast is produced by Nicole Pellegrino, Sean Kilby, and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides and send us your emails to brides at betches.com. Betches.